Hi there, it's Lucia, host of the Witch Money podcast here. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to tell you about a really handy new tool from us here at Witch, and even better, it's free. It's called My Money Health Check. All you need to do is answer a few quick questions about your finances, and then we'll do the rest, pointing you towards our brilliant witch advice that we think you'll find really useful. Once again, that's My Money Health Checks. If you want help with cutting your bills or making your money go further, it's the place for you. Just head to witch.co.uk forward slash My Money Health Check. Hi, it's Rob here, the producer of the Witch Money podcast and the host of this episode. I just wanted to flag that this episode was recorded before the latest news regarding the current gas price rise and what that could mean for some energy providers. Now, if you want more information on what the rise could mean for you and to follow all the latest developments, just head to witch.co.uk forward slash money. We are Witch. Welcome to the Witch Money Podcast, your weekly hit of money news and personal finance hacks to help make you better off. I'm your host, Rob Lilly, in for Lucia Ariano once again this week, and here's what's coming up. There could be a double whammy to bills this winter as if we're at home more using more gas and electricity and we can be charged more for it. Switching current account is is a good thing to do whatever is is going on in in the wider world i honestly think that switching my bank account is probably the easiest money i've ever made if you're quite loyal as a customer or you you tend to have better things to do every year than run quotes and you tend not to switch all that often uh, now's probably an especially good time to to kind of have a look at what prices other insurers might be offering for your custom Now this week I'm joined by a whole host of witch experts as we discuss how much money you could save simply by switching provider. We'll look at everything from energy bills to broadband and current accounts to insurance, hearing whether a few clicks could save you plenty of cash over the next 12 months. We are witch. Fresh from the heatwave at the start of September and with kids back at school and memories of summer fading... Now could be a good time to get your house in order. And by house, I of course mean bills. Here on the podcast, of course, we set out every week to help you save money with the best money-saving advice around. And naturally, I would say that, of course. But that's why this week I've assembled what I'd like to call the Witch Avengers. Hopefully Marvel don't come after me with a copyright claim on that one. They are our experts who can help you switch and, most importantly, save Now, one by one, we'll be hearing what you can do to make the most of your money, and we're going to start with a pretty big one, your energy bills. So with that, let's hear what happened when I caught up with Witch's energy guru, Sarah Ingrams. Now, Sarah, let's get started then by talking about the energy price cap. I know many of our listeners might remember this news from a few months ago. Can you remind us what happened and what impact that's going to have on them? At the beginning of August, the energy regulator Ofgem um, announced an increase to the price cap. The price cap applies to anybody's bills who are on a standard tariff, also called default or out of contract. So it means a tariff that you haven't chosen to be on. 
and the regulator announced that those tariffs could rise by up to £139 per year for the average customer. So if you use a bit more or less electricity than that, the increase will be different. But that is a massive increase. It's the biggest increase to the price cap that we've seen since it was first introduced a couple of years ago. And why is it so high? Because as you said, you know, that does sound like a huge figure compared to, I don't know what, you know, kind of you can compare it to the rises that we've seen previously, but but £139, you know, is not an insignificant amount, is it? Certainly not. It's not small change. It works out as just over £11 per month. Um, so that, that does add up. You'll really notice the impact on your finances. The biggest reason that it has gone up so much uh, this time is wholesale prices. Between February and August, energy regulator Ofgem told us that it's seen a 50% increase in the wholesale price of gas. That is massive. And this time last year, the wholesale price of gas was much lower when industry use was lower during the, the ravages of the pandemic. So you've mentioned the pandemic there, Sarah. Now, this surely is especially bad timing, given that more of us are working from home. You know, I'm, I'm talking to you from my home. You're presumably in your home. We're all working from home more. So consequentially, we're probably going to use more energy, aren't we? So we're going to be paying more. So yes, there could be a double whammy to bills this winter as if we're at home more using more gas and electricity and we can be charged more for it. So there are lots of schemes out there to look at if you're struggling to pay your energy bills. The first thing to do is to approach your supplier um, and to explain to them what the situation is. And there are certain things that they must offer to you in order to help you pay your bills. So Sarah, on that then, you know, let's try and give the people listening a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, if there is any out there. You know, what is the current situation? Maybe this is the wrong question to ask when I'm after light at the end of the tunnel, because before I started this chat with you, I'm sure you told me that actually the situation right now, you know, it's also not not looking that great at the moment. So at the moment, we're seeing fairly small savings from switching. So looking at the current cheapest tariff at the moment, it's about a £68 per year saving versus the current level of the price cap. But I'm emphasising current because we've just been talking about how that price cap is going to increase. So when it does increase from the 1st of October, having switched to a cheaper deal will also protect you um, from the increases brought by that cap and therefore save you a large amount overall. We are which? Thanks so much to Sarah for being the first of our crack team of experts to chat to me this week. And as you heard, with that energy price cap going up in just a couple of weeks' time, there has never been a better time to switch. In fact, my own contract comes to an end in a couple of weeks' time, so that's something I definitely need to be getting on with. First up, though, from energy to broadband and mobile tariffs. With many of us, of course, still working a few days a week from home, our internet supplier has arguably never been more important. Even if, of course, you're not working from home. Maybe you're listening to this on your way to work. I'm sure you're still going to want to hear some of this money-saving advice. And that's why I caught up with Witches Hamza Youssef to find out more about our options. And spoiler, things are already looking more promising. The market is in quite good shape, actually. There's lots of healthy competition at the moment, keeping prices low as different providers try to get your service, basically, tries to get more customer service and more customers buying their broadband with them. There's been a lot of new players in the market as well, particularly in the fiber space. And yeah, the, the market right now is actually looking really healthy. And I think if you are looking to upgrade, now is a good time, particularly with all the deals that are currently out on the market. 
Well, it's good news then already that there's lots of deals. We like to hear that. But how can you work out what sort of deal or which provider is going to work best for you? There are, there are a lot of factors here, actually, to take into consideration. I mean, obviously, price is one. Uh, everyone will have their own budget. So it depends on what you feel is best for you when it comes to how much you're willing to pay. But also, there are things like speed. There are things like, do you want an ultra-fast package, which typically covers speeds over 100 megabits per second or do you only want a super fast package which typically only covers uh, speeds over 30 megabits per second so you know there are different use cases and different scenarios that will definitely apply uh, when you're selecting your provider but certainly you know speaking to uh, different providers or you know even consulting our own guides can help you make those sorts of decisions I think one thing that perhaps sort of goes a bit unnoticed I think would definitely be worth uh, looking into is how many devices you think will be connected to the network and by that I mean if you're a busy household whereby you have you know kids that are gaming and also on their phones and you know you've got your devices and your laptops and your smart tv if there are a lot of devices that are going to be connected to the network then it's definitely worth checking for uh, deals that have higher capacity and higher speeds as a result because you want it to be able to handle all of those different devices that are connecting to the network I mean in my household I would say there are a minimum of 20 devices connected at any one time so for us uh, uh, a 10 megabit per second uh, speed is just not going to be able to cut it so I think that's definitely something to to, to take into consideration as well. It's crazy, isn't it, when you think about actually adding up those devices. When you start thinking about it, you realise, wow, actually there are so many things connected to my Wi-Fi. So it is, as you said there, all important. So you've worked out what you want. You worked out which provider you're going to go for. How easy is it to switch? And you mentioned at the start that there are you know, lots of options out there for, for the people listening. So is it also possible to save some money? Definitely, definitely uh, it's possible to save money and quite a bit of money at that. Uh, in terms of how easy it is to switch, if I sort of go back to the start of that question, it's I would say it's never been easier really. Right now, particularly if you're with a open reach provider, by that I mean you use a phone line instead of a cable. So that's the majority of the market except for uh, Virgin Media and Hyperoptic. Uh, the majority of the market are open reach providers then in that case you don't even need to speak to your old provider to let them know that you're leaving typically you can just go to your new provider uh, take out the deal with them and they will handle everything however if you are with virgin media or or a fiber sorry an optic cable uh, provider fiber optic provider then you may need to speak to them but even then you know, the process has been made easier and there are plans from the regulator to make it even easier to introduce similar plans to what is happening in mobile with text to switch, which we'll obviously talk about in a bit, to make it even more seamless and and, and painless as it were, because I guess no one really likes having to call up their internet provider and, you know, hang in those keys for God knows how long and 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 have to let them know that you're leaving so definitely switching is 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 a good option right now and what with everything having been opened up as well engineers are now able to make visits you know in the lockdowns they obviously weren't allowed but now that's all opened up again although it's always worth checking with your new provider what their policies are around uh, engineer visits i guess in terms of how much you're going to save as well uh there's definitely savings to be had i mean 
in my re- most recent price analysis, I think we saw uh, fiber deals starting for from as little as 19, 20 pounds a month. Um, so especially we would recommend if you are on a standard broadband deal, uh, it's probably worth looking into a fiber broadband deal because you're likely to be paying at least the same, if not a little less. And obviously, although you may not be saving tons of money, what you are doing is basically getting much faster speeds. I mean, it's great news from everything you've said there that the switching process is easy, that we can save money. You did mention mobile, so let's touch on that now. You said when it comes to broadband, the market looks great. There's lots of competition. Can the same be said for mobile if we're thinking of changing provider? Definitely, 100%. I think, if anything, the mobile market is even more competitive. There are more providers in the market. And I think with more providers on the market, it's always going to create great uh, sort of healthy competition in terms of prices. So I think, you know, if you're looking for a contract deal or a SIM only deal, there are definitely lots of uh, good finds to be to be had and good deals to be taken out. And I myself recently actually switched my mobile provider because I was able to find a much better deal um, with with a provider that, you know, suited my own circumstances. So, you know, uh, even in my own uh, experience, I've been able to find that. And you mentioned text to switch before. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, one common misconception around switching is that, you know, you have to have a new number or the switching process is is difficult. But now all you have to do if you want to keep your, your old number, which the majority of people do, is text PAC PAC to 65075 once you text that number you'll get what's known as your porting authorization code your pack code Um, and this is the code that you'll give to your new provider who then switches your service over and typically gives you um, some sort of notice as to when it's going to happen so when when it comes time to switch you simply text that number you go to the new provider's website or however it is you know store or if you phone them you give them the code and then when it comes time to activate the switch then your number and everything else will be ported across typically it's within one working day but it's worth checking what the provider tells you when it comes to text to switch and If you are someone who, for whatever reason, wants to switch and get a new mobile number, you can also do that by texting STAC stack to 75075. And this gives you a service termination authorization code, which basically means that you've asked your existing provider that you want to leave, but you don't want to keep your number. But for the majority of people, I think the relevant code will be the PAC code, the PAC uh, by texting PAC to 65075. So lots of letters to remember, lots of numbers to remember, but how very 2021 that you don't even need to talk to somebody if you want to switch provider. That sounds brilliant. Hamza, thank you so much for talking to us. That's all right. Thanks, Rob. Now, we are halfway through our switching guide here on this week's Witch Money podcast. Next up, of course, it wouldn't be the Witch Money podcast without an appearance from one of our regulars. It's money expert Jenny Ross. Now, if there's one thing we love talking about here on the podcast, you'll have heard it often enough, it's how loyalty never pays when it comes to your bank account. Something I put to Jenny when we caught up earlier in the week. Rob, I've got to say, switching switching current account is is a good thing to do 
whatever is is going on in in the wider world i honestly think that switching my bank account is probably the easiest money i've ever made the last couple of times i've done it i benefited from well an upfront uh, switching bonus first of all of about 100 quid a pop um, but also um i got access to competitive interest rates on linked regular savings accounts so it really has been win-win. What I would say to savers who are looking for a sort of white knight in this sea of shocking rates, in some cases, at literally 0%, is don't turn to current accounts looking looking for a saviour. Um, sadly, current account rates have, have, have seen a tumble in the same way that standard savings accounts have as well. That said, there are some relatively decent rates out there so worth a mention here is probably uh, Virgin Money's M Plus account that pays 2.02%, very specific, on um, balances up to £1,000. And Nationwide's Flex, Flex Direct account pays 2% on up to £1,500. But in that case, it's only for a year. It drops uh, off to 0.25% after that, sadly. So yeah, you'll have you'll have heard the catch in my description there. They they pay relatively high rates compared to the the wider savings market, but it's only on smaller sums. So you, you're not gonna you're not gonna earn um, a ton of money uh, every year by by piling your money into into a current account. But it's worth it's worth taking advantage given given you know decent savings rates really are like hen's teeth at the moment. And I kind of use decent in in inverted commas really. So you've said there, Jenny, that there is never a bad time to switch when it comes to current accounts. I know you've said many times on the Money Podcast before, you know, loyalty doesn't pay. But the one thing that might be putting people off is, is it difficult to then switch over things like your direct debits, for example, if you've got some of those on the go? You know, what what's the process when it comes to those? I could answer that in a, in a word, Rob. No, it's not difficult. It's a total myth that it's a hassle. You might have heard that there's a factoid that often gets wheeled out um, when talking about switching current accounts, which says that you're more likely to get divorced than change your bank account. I'm not sure how much truth there is in that. I'm not going to I'm not going to fact check it, but I guess you you get the gist, right? Too many people are still um, you know, staying loyal to their bank without really questioning it. I would argue there is absolutely no excuse for that anymore um, since the introduction of the current account switching service in 2013, which has uh, helped to streamline the process and the vast majority of banks are signed up to it. What that means is it now takes just seven working days to move over to a new provider and all of your regular payments and your balance will be transferred as part of it. The same goes for incoming payments like your salary. And, uh, and I think this this is um, a crucial point for many people. You know, they're worried about what happens if other payments are wrongly sent to your old account um, and sort of get, get lost in a black hole. Well, they will also be re- redirected to the new one. I think it's for three years. Um, so plenty of time for you to, um, you know, update details and, and make sure that that um, that doesn't happen over the long term. Um, you'll also get your, your pay details that you've saved for online and phone banking. They'll be moved over to automatically. Um, so really, uh, in terms of the, the work that's necessary on, on your part, it's r- very, very minimal. All you need to do to um, kick off the switching process is to open an uh, account 
open an account with the new bank um, and tell them that you want to switch when you're filling out the application. That will normally be included uh, on the form as, as as one of the questions. The only real bit of legwork then before that is um, deciding who you want to go with. Have a think about well, what matters most to you from from a current account? Do you need to find a lower overdraft rate? Um, do you do you regularly stay in credit and you want to earn interest on your balance or other perks like uh, cashback? Um, and then also think about how you want to manage your account. So uh, does having a high street presence matter to you or are you happy to bank online or or on the phone? When it comes to switching offers, so like, you know, an upfront cash bonus for for giving your business to, to a new bank, which I mentioned at the top, sadly, they aren't quite as common as they have been in the past few years, but they seem to be re-emerging. Um, there are a couple of examples um, available at the moment. Nationwide is offering £100 to new customers who switch to them. And excitingly, if you're already a nationwide current account customer, you can also benefit um, if you switch an account from a different provider over to Nationwide. And actually, the perk there is, is, is even bigger. You'll get 125 quid. And then the second one is Virgin Money. It's offering a £150 gift card that you can put towards Virgin Experience Days. Um, and it also pays, that's one of the uh, one of the golden accounts that also pays a bit of interest on your balance. So it pays, as I said before, it pays 2.02% interest on up to £1,000. And then Jenny, I feel like while we've got you, we may as well touch on credit cards as well. Is that something you should be switching as regularly as your, your current account? I mean, potentially more so given that so many credit cards... Um, you know, have time limited deals, you know, whether that's 0% on purchases, 0% on balance transfers. So you really want to make sure you're getting the the best deal for you at all times. And um, with credit cards, there's no switching service as such, but exactly the same principles apply as to current accounts. You know, you, th- you need to be thinking about whether the card you've got is is meeting your, your needs and whether you could be doing better by by moving elsewhere. Um if you've if you've got a balance on your card that you're not in a position to pay off in one go and you're sort of gradually paying that down it's really important to make sure you're not paying any more interest than you need to and a really simple way to to remedy this if you are is to shift your balance to a 0% balance transfer deal and what that does is you know as you've probably guessed that'll allow you to clear the balance much more quickly and more cheaply because all your repayments will be going towards the debt rather than paying off any interest as well there are if you're in the market for one of these cards there are two things you need to look at one is the length of the deal so how long you'll have to repay the amount you owe before um, interest kicks in you'll also need to bear in mind that in a lot of cases there is um an upfront fee uh, which is usually a percentage of the amount that you're transferring. The longer the deal, um, so the longer you can benefit from the 0%, that, that tends to cost you a little bit more. So have slight, they have those deals have slightly higher fees. So it's, it's a balancing act, really. Don't just assume the longest is the best if you're confident you're going to be able to pay off that debt in a shorter period of time and save yourself a little bit on on fees and then once once you've um once you've shifted your balance over a uh, couple of golden rules just make sure you're paying at least the minimum each month otherwise you could forfeit that deal and be bumped straight onto the um the much higher standard interest rate 
Also be careful about spending on a balance transfer card. The primary purpose of a balance transfer card is for you to you know, steadily wear down that balance and pay it all off. Spending can prove quite costly unless unless the card is a bit of a hybrid and also offers a 0% period on, on purchases. If you pay off your balance in full every month, in which case you don't need to be thinking about you know shifting your balance and paying less interest it is possible to earn while you spend on some cars. Um, in some cases, that can be as cashback. Others pay uh, points that can be converted into vouchers or give you money off at certain shops. So if you are in that position, do take a look at what your what your credit card is currently offering and just, just see if you could be getting a little bit more out of it by, um, by moving to a different provider. We are which. Cheers, Jenny. And she'll be back here on the podcast very soon. Now, finally, just before I let you go and you can get on with some of that all-important admin and switching yourself, we're going to talk insurance, specifically car insurance, because this really is the best news you will hear all episode. Here at which we have one of the finest insurance experts in the game. He's Dean Sobers, and here he is with more on what you can currently look out for and how you can save. If you're quite loyal as a customer or you, or you tend to have better things to do every year than run quotes and you tend not to switch all that often uh, now's probably an especially good time to to kind of have a look at what prices other insurers might be offering for your custom um, and the reason for this is that the market as it exists now operates um, in, a, in a kind of a time-honored fashion whereby customers that switch are rewarded by discounted rates um, but this way of doing things is coming to an end. So from the start of next year, insurers won't be allowed to offer uh, those discounts as they'll be banned from charging their new customers different prices to their renewing ones. And it's expected that loyal customers will consequently see fairer prices, which is good. Uh, but those that regularly switch might see a bit of an increase. Um, and as we're, as we're working our way towards that, towards the new year, uh, with car insurance in particular, we're also currently seeing record low premiums. Um, the, the latest data from the Association of British Insurers has the average premium at £430, which is the lowest it's been in five years. Uh, part of this is probably because they've had to pay out far fewer claims than usual because of the lockdowns that we've been through. And so there have been hardly anyone driving. It's also their last chance um, at the moment over these these four months to ply new customers over with attractive deals in the way that they've been able to do so um, for years. So not all customers are getting the benefit of these low average prices, especially if they're not switching. Um, and there could well be a time limit on how long those rates remain available. So we've, we've generally recommended that customers shop around every year, even if you don't ultimately switch. It's, it's just good to know how reasonable the price is that you're being offered by a current insurer. Um, but it looks like that advice is especially relevant right now, while prices for new customers are very low and could potentially start going up. Thanks again to all of our experts for joining us today. And I really hope you found that advice useful. And don't forget, you can find out more, of course, about switching at which.co.uk and compare energy providers as well on our website. That's a special website that you can go to. It's switch.witch.co.uk. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of the Witch Money podcast. If you liked it, feel free to leave a review, a five-star review, 
always goes down very well. Only, though, if you think we deserve it. And you can also find us on social media, of course. We are at Witch Money. And for more news and advice, head to witch.co.uk forward slash money. This episode of the Witch Money podcast was recorded, produced and edited by me, Rob Lilly, with additional support from Ian Aikman and Kim Carver. Thank you.